Now, Gerald, you may not know this, but there was actually a life before the internet. Did you know that? I don't believe it. An age before the internet where if you wanted to know something or find something out, you had to actually like pick up a book and read it. What? Yeah, it's a scary thought. Scary thought. But that's the topic today. Let's get digitally distracted. Welcome back to Digitally Distracted. I am Game Dave. I'm Gerald. And we are going to be talking about life before the internet. This kind of just popped up. I was looking at some old websites and things like that, and I was just thinking about how different things were before the internet, and we were uh, lucky enough <laughs> to have experienced that in slightly different ways, I assume. Right. This is not something we've ever really discussed, because mm -hmm. why would you be like, hey, let's talk about before the internet? Hmm. So I thought that might be an interesting thing for our viewers and ourselves yeah. to kind of figure out what things were like, because really it all comes down to what kids are doing, and I, I all kids grow up with the internet. They may not understand what it is. Right. They have access to so many things. Yep. I mean, everything is streaming. Everything is connected. Yep. All of their devices. Yep. Every kid seems to use tablets now. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I, I just, it's weird. Even yeah. gaming is so focused towards the internet. Right. Most games don't come out now that don't have some sort of online mode. And even games that aren't multiplayer online sometimes have to connect to the internet. Like I know it was a whole big thing when that new SimCity came out. And there was all this backlash because it was always online. You right. always had to be connected to the internet. Right. But you weren't playing with other people. Just you had to be connected to the servers or you couldn't use the game. Mm. And that's a scary, slippery slope when it comes to gaming where it's like forced right. online. And that for somebody, uh, people like us who like physical media when it comes to our consoles and like the only way to play it is online, even having a physical disc is irrelevant right because you can't play it anymore mm -hmm. so i figured life before the internet might be a fun nostalgia train sure. for us and some of our early experiences with the web mm -hmm. with the web so let's think about this kids nowadays it's it's a lot of a lot of youtube yep. youtube is very popular with the children compared to when we were growing up we didn't really use the internet i mean when it came to television like we you had to be on the schedule of television. Right. So that's why Saturday morning cartoons yes. was a thing. Yep. I don't even know. Like, is that a thing anymore? I don't even know if the like, kids are like, oh, I got to get up Saturday morning to catch my shows. That's a good question. Or do they just stream things on Netflix? I think, I think it does still exist, but it's definitely not the phenomenon that it was when we were kids. Yeah. And so many people now, I know myself included, have gotten rid of cable. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't have live television anymore. Me neither. It's, I've got Netflix, yep. I've got Hulu, I've got YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, which I more recently have started watching. Now that I have a smart TV with the built-in YouTube app, I, a lot of times, will watch YouTube on my big screen television because you can just use your phone mm -hmm. and you can just load up the, oh, watch this, and it just syncs up with the television. So I can just watch it on the Beautiful television. Thing. And it looks good. I mean, so many people now do YouTube shows in HD and even 4K. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think 
how much the internet just does everything for you throughout the day. In our last episode, we talked about cell phones. Yep. Cell phones are, I mean, that is the thing. Cell phones, if they're not on the internet, what's the point? Right. What's the point? Yeah. So before the internet, I just well, this is going to be a little bit of a nostalgia train. Okay. It's going to feel like it's off topic, but mm-hmm. it's really not because it's explaining what life was like for us maybe before the internet. And then we'll kind of talk about what our first experiences were with the internet, maybe where we first saw it, how we kind of progressed and became more involved in the internet. And I know you and I probably use the internet in very different ways. I would agree with that. And I think that'll be interesting to compare. So to start off, mm-hmm. before the internet, let's sort of get a gauge. So think about that time before the internet. How did you do things that you would now do on the internet back then? Let's see if that sparks anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um so a lot of research or sources, you know, like you go to the library. Yeah, that's the big thing a lot of people think of. Oh, so life before the internet was just everybody just went to the library, right? right? But it was it was um encyclopedias. Yeah. That was a big thing. Like, yeah, it was a big thing. Like the door-to-door salesman. Yes. Like everybody had the, oh, we've got A. We have encyclopedia for A, F, yep. G. Uh-huh. And we have a half of L. Right. And you, if you did a report or something, you'd have to, like, that was your... Pr- first source to go to and yeah. then if you needed more documentation or more sources you'd go to the library after that right and that's where you would look up you know articles mm-hmm. and newspaper things archives i feel like that's yeah. dead microfiche and it, microfiche now that was before <laughs> my time right did you ever oh yeah so you had to look and that, that was like you put in the thing and you had to like yeah um jog wheel through yep, these yep. like it was almost like an early form of a scanner right basically right, right. and it would just it would just project. Yep. So it was like a yep. mini projector yep. that scanned these little scary. Yeah, I never had that experience, but I mean, when it came to entertainment back in the day, how you would get distracted, it mm. probably wasn't as digital back then. No. We're no, getting no. digitally distracted. References. It's all it's all circle. It's all a circle. So how would you get distracted as a kid? What were the things that you did for entertainment mm-hmm. back then before the internet? Other than, of course, like we said, I'm sure you did. You watch television a lot as a kid. You know what? I didn't. I didn't. Um, played outside a lot. Okay, so out. Of course, that's the big thing. I was like, oh, you know, all these these sissies were raised, and right. they don't know what it's like to go out and play outside like I did, yeah. and get scabs on your elbows and stuff. I don't think that is necessary to be a, a normal human adult no. that's successful in society. But um, it's I I uh, did a lot of um, paper and pen RPGs. Okay. So a lot of D and D things like that. So whereas growing up, if I was growing up now in that time, I don't, I don't know if I would have done that because I'd have the video games now. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I I started. Let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Why not? We are both big Dungeons and Dragons fans. Mm-hmm. I haven't played the new edition. I know you you've had a little yeah. I've looked at it at a peak. The first version I played was third edition. So a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the first version I played tabletop, that mm-hmm. is. I mean, I played Baldur's Gate, which used the advanced system, or second edition, as mm-hmm. some people call it. Um, it's so weird that they decided they had the original, and then they called it advanced, yeah. and then they're like, you know, we'll call it third, and we'll retroactively say it's second edition. Right. Is that how it worked, or it was advanced come later? No, I think I think advanced was second edition, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of later said, yeah. oh, well, it's technically second edition. Yeah. Kind of that going back and numbering things. Yeah, yeah. So... With the tabletop RPGs, so when third edition came out, third edition came out at a point where, you know, optical media on your computer 
was a thing, mm-hmm. you know, discs in your computer, PC games. It was actually around the time I started playing Baldur's Gate that I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. And let's, man, <laughs> now we're every time we do this show, <laughs> another topic gets made. Yeah. So we're going to have to have a Dungeons and Dragons yes. episode. Yes. For sure. And we'll just really get into it. But I do want to just preface it that, uh, the first experience I had with Dungeons and Dragons was my Scoutmaster. Really? My Scoutmaster. Interesting. He was a big medieval fantasy fan. Huh. He got me into Baldur's Gate because mm. he had gotten the PC version, the original Baldur's Gate, which was like all these discs. Right. You swap the discs. Right, right. I remember this. Later days. they combined them, making it like they had like a, an original saga version. It was a lot easier to, to play, but it was CD. And loved Baldur's Gate, loved that series. It was all based on the advanced Dungeons and Dragons system. And he kind of explained to me where that kind of medieval role playing came from, talking hmm. about Dungeons and Dragons. Right. And third edition was fairly new. And he was like, you know what? Let's we'll 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 put a group together and we'll do it. So we did it was outside of Scouts. Right, right, right. But some of us from Scouts played. Man, that's pretty cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's a pretty pretty awesome guy. I don't know what he's up to now, but uh he's probably not watching. No. No. But I'm sure he's still local. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. I yeah. mean, he, he probably had a lot to do with my interest in medieval fantasy. Because mm-hmm. I know he got, um, he was the first person that I knew that had a medieval sword. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. And that's, I mean, you know, I kind of went crazy with sword collecting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't check my shed. <laughs> don't have a license for those swords. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's just interesting to think that that was... It's like the most hardcore board game ever. Right. What Dungeons and Dragons yes. is. Yes. And I think I will say a lot of people do point this out, but I think there was a lot more childhood imagination before the internet. Mm-hmm. Because think about how much imagination and creativity that you have to use in a in a D and D style role playing game. Right. Because some people don't still to this day don't get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't. I can't see it. So how do you play it? Right. Especially if you're a really hardcore D&D player and you're not heavily into the miniatures mm-hmm. and the grid maps. Yeah. It's all about description. Yep. And there's people who play without anything except dice. Mm-hmm. And they just talk it all out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in your character sheet, of course. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting thing. I've never played a session that was didn't have some sort of maps or some sort of visual. That'd be an interesting thing to try. You know, a session that's just strictly talk, and then you just have your character sheet and dice. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty interesting. But that was, I mean, gaming for a lot of people before really getting into PCs and things like that. So life before the internet, that was a way that you would network with people, mm-hmm. was playing games like that, meeting up with people and playing games like that. Or even before really online gaming became super stable, the LAN parties. You mm, know? We yeah, would, uh, I remember yeah. bringing my desktop computer to a friend's house and we would hook them all together wow, to play yeah. certain games. Yeah. Uh, just I did that with our... the Starcraft. Yeah. Yep. See, and yeah. Our, we actually did a lot with the, the Baldur's Gate style games. Mm. And to, to think, cause none of us had super great internet connections back then. So right. it was like, even though the internet was out and you could play online, it wasn't really a big thing. We'll get into that later. Mm. Getting ahead of ourselves. Right. Before the internet. So D and D was a big thing for yeah. you. Didn't watch a lot of TV though. No. How did you, this is an interesting thing I always think about. When you don't know something, you're, you're in a conversation, everybody's at a party, mm-hmm. okay? Everybody's at a party, mm-hmm. and you're talking about some movie. Oh, did you see that new movie? 
it's got that guy in it. He played in that other movie. What right. was his name? Right. What was his name in that movie? You immediately find it out. Right. But you you think back to before the internet, everybody be out to dinner, mm-hmm. and you're having that same conversation. What was that guy? He was in that movie. It'd drive you crazy. You know that one with the, you know, there was like the monster, and it right. came out of the ground. What was the name of that movie? And everybody's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you never find out. Yep. You just never find out. Now it's like, oh, let me just see. Oh, it's this, uh-huh. him. And then you find out everything you ever wanted to know. No, yep. So we now know everything we've ever wanted to know, but we really don't know anything more than we would have back in the day because mm-hmm. it's, it's just useless stuff. Right. I think back, now it's so easy to be like, you get on this trail of looking at every little intricacy about some little trivia or factoid you wanted to know, mm-hmm. and then an hour's gone by, and you've been on IMDb looking at every oh. movie that somebody's been in. He was in that? Oh, he did this? He cheated on his wife with who? Right. Where back then it was like, you know what? No, we don't know who that was. Oh, wait, okay, deal with it. Suck it up and let's get some work done. You know, I just did that yesterday. Um, we were looking up a voice actor for mm-hmm. a new video game and said, man, this, you know, who is this guy? So we looked it up. Come to find out he's been in over 200 projects. Voice actors are hard workers. They, they don't do like a couple big things. They're doing game after game after game and voiceover after voiceover after voiceover. It's crazy. Yeah. But my point is, is, you know, you're you're going through and you're, oh, what, what's that? And you look at it and you click on that link and then that takes you somewhere else. And then you try to go back. Yeah. Like, what was I doing? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh, and it, it is it is a time sink like no other. And IMDb especially mm. is, for me is really, really bad because I start looking at filmography yeah. and they find these weird connections. That's whose brother? Emilio Estevez <laughs> and like Charlie they're rela- Sheen. They're related to everybody. Are I feel related? Like. <laughs> Their last names are different. Right. How's that possible? <laughs> That's so weird to me, but they favor each other. <laughs> yeah, so weird. IMDb is a big time sink. YouTube can be the same way. Like uh, recently, I don't know why, but I was cleaning out my board game closet. Again, mm. life before the internet. Mm-hmm. And I was moving some things around and I found my playing cards, my old mm. deck of playing cards. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do, you know, I was nerdy kids into magic. Mm-hmm. Do a little crappy magic tricks. Yeah, back then. I was I never very you. good. Oh, I had my stage too. I didn't have the dexterity to do the cool like flips and the, the lifts and things like that. But there were a couple tricks I could do. So I got them out and I was messing around and, and doing some different tricks. And I started getting on YouTube. And I was like, simple card tricks. Yep. Easy card tricks to do. And, and I just hours of sitting there like oh wow and i'm like i what am i what for what for what am i gonna start a magic channel on youtube like i'm just it's just weird to think because i remember before the internet right we have this place this local little place cool shop called actors attic Mm -hmm. actors attic shout out not a sponsor uh maybe (laughs) <laughs> but man you could be our first brand deal <laughs> actors at it call us up and they sell uh props and awesome costumes they're prosthetics big prosthetics and makeup and, and mm-hmm. steampunk stuff mm-hmm. and back not as much now but back in the day when i was a a, a little gamer david mm-hmm. a youngster they had a magic case of like classic magic tricks. i remember that and back then you know there wasn't the internet, so not everybody knew all the classic tricks and how to do them. Right. So I had the magic pen that looked like an ink pen. It wrote like an ink pen, but it was magnetic in uh. the middle. 
So you could be like through the through the dollar bill. Uh-huh. Oh, look at that! And it like slid through because it was a magnet. You know, a lot of these little the the rope that you could cut and restore that uh-huh. trick. Um, another probably the lamest one was the the smoke goo. Yes, you ever see yes. that? Where it's like, how do they bring smoke from their fingertips? It's just this goo that they squeeze yeah. and it just flakes off, and it's yeah, really nasty. it's real sticky. And I was always just, dis- I was like, oh, this is, but this it, is it not- looks like wisps, smoke <laughs> wisps, wisps, smoke wisps, the weirdest smoke wisps, probably though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, and I spent, and they were so overpriced, so yeah. I would like save up to get these little magic tricks because mm-hmm. there was no way. The only other way you got to learn about big magic back then, if you remember this show, was magic's. Secrets Revealed. Remember that series? I'll actually go back. For, yeah, that's how you learned about it. Yeah. Remember but do you remember the David Copperfield specials? I do. Where he uh, disappeared the Statue Man, of Liberty. That stuff. was like an event. Next level. Yeah. Yeah. And then Magician's uh, Secrets Revealed yep. came out. Yep. And it was hosted by Mitch Pileggi. Wow. Of X-Files wow. fame. The uh, Walter Skinner. Mm-hmm. And he was like the most monotone host ever. And he's like, today we're going to reveal the Magician's Secrets. And he would always like slyly make innuendos about his female assistants. It was so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. He'd be like, now the only thing showing in this shot is that midriff. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Mitch Pelleggi, relax. <laughs> You're really creeping me out. Right. And uh, because the only reason I think of that, they recently put him on Netflix. Oh, wow. And it was this big thing. And it's not like these were tricks that were just on the internet. Now you can find out how to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of killed magic it in, has. in a way. Like ma- magic was huge in the early huge. 90s. Huge. There were magic specials all the time. I remember watching them. Mm-hmm. I would tape them on VHS. And I probably still have VHS tapes full of old magic specials. Lance Burton. Mm. I used to watch all of his. And then, like, YouTube and and behind the scenes stuff has almost killed it. Right. So you go back and watch. It's like, oh yeah, he did the. Oh, he palmed it there. Mm-hmm. Let's see where he palmed it. Yeah, the secrets you, are a yeah. lot a lot more um, public now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just everything is everything. Yeah, because of true. the internet. Because you can look exactly. You can look. You know, they're trying to. It's all about leading the eye somewhere else. But you can look. And it's it's obvious. Yeah, as long as you know that it's about sleight of hand and, right. and leading the eye, yeah. then you know to look the opposite way mm-hmm. and you see it every time. Mm-hmm. Like even the simplest thing of having a coin on a table and it's gone, yep. you dropped it. Right. You just, it's all about that technique. It's so right. crazy to think. The good thing is the really young kids, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You could still get the young kids with mm-hmm. the trickery. The magic is still there. Yeah. It's not dead yet. But that was a big thing for me before the internet. I was really into like magic. Mm-hmm. I don't think if the internet was around, I would have been into magic in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I think people are so into knowing how it was done and be like, oh, you just flipped my card over. That's all. It kind of demystifies it. It does. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And I think that's what the internet has. I mean, the internet is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably couldn't live without it at this point. I'm pretty dependent, dangerously dependent on mm. it. Probably different than you. Yeah. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's that's something that really frustrated me as I was thinking about this topic for today. Magic was a big thing. Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop games. Of course, uh, going over to friends' houses was, yes. was such a yes. big thing back in the day yeah, where it was gosh. like, oh, I'm going to spend, the, I could spend the night Huge. at my friend's house. That was a big deal. Yeah, I would say it really in... I think first grade was the first time I like had a sleepover mm-hmm. at a buddy's house. And for us, it was all about 
he had the newer game console. Because mm-hmm. I had the NES, he had the Super Nintendo. I was like, holy crap. Right. Look at all those pixels. Right. Look at all those bits. 16 of them. And we would play Mario Kart over and over and over again. And he would, I could tell he was tired of it, but I didn't have it at home. I was mm-hmm. like, I got to get as much Mario Kart out of this Super Nintendo before I go home. Mm-hmm. And I remember he had an Atari up in the closet. I was like, what is that thing? And he's like, ah, it's this old, it's this old thing. You know, right. It was my dad's. I was like, okay. So I never played Atari at his house, but Super Nintendo, he was the first kid I knew that got the N64. So pretty weird. Um, and then we kind of stopped talking um, for a while. Just kind of, you know, that happens as you get older, you go to mm-hmm. different schools. Right, 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 right. Things like that. Now that would be interesting. I wonder if he's watching. <laughs> are you watching? If you're watching, leave a comment. Send me right. a video. What are you watching closely? <laughs> <laughs> the, pres- the prestige. <laughs> that popped in my head the other day, too. Huh. So I've been on magic, a magic yeah. thing lately. I don't know why. Magic kick. But yeah, you, you go and hang out with your friends. Now, I did make movies a lot. That was a big thing. We would, because uh, he had, his family had like a VHS camera. Right. So we would like film stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably, like, I'm not an outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. I'm a homebody now. I like mm-hmm. to stay indoors. Allergies get me. I don't like mm-hmm. to cut the grass. I have a lawn boy. I pay a lawn boy, okay? I save up just so I can, that's why I can't afford that's a, so new, a new iPhone. Because <laughs> I got to pay this lawn boy to cut my grass so uh-huh. I don't, my face doesn't swell. I look like a tomato. It's bad. You have allergies? I do. Yeah? Yeah. So you get me. Oh, I you get feel you, man. me. Going outside, I got that all done when I was younger because I didn't have the internet. Right. So I'm good. I don't need to go camping anymore. I did my camping in Scouts. Right. You know, I made my trails. Yep. What was your first experience with the internet or something like the internet? Yours is going to go a little bit yeah, further back than I, me. I remember. You'd be a little older. Yeah. No, no. I remember um, it was in school. I was in biology class. and uh, High school or college? High school. High school? And the teacher was so proud. We had the, the computer lab set up in the back. Okay. She was like, look at this. I could, you know, look at, look at what we could look up. You know, and it's just, it's it was like a, um, I think it was an actual program, but it was online somehow. Like Arp, ARPANET. Yeah. <laughs> the old school. It's something. So it was like network maybe with other schools. Yeah, I think that's what it so was. So it was more like a wide network, than, and she was which so, is basically what the internet is. Right, right. She was so proud of it. And I remember in my mind, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, who's going to, like, this is pointless. So you had that early, early taste. Yeah, yeah. Really before it had really become functional or, or practical. Mm-hmm. Like, you could find some stuff, sure, but it was... The knowledge out there was very limited. Do you know what kind of computer? Was it like the black and green screen computers? It wasn't that bad. Okay, so it was a little bit bad. newer. You, yeah. They weren't actual floppy disks. You had moved up to the... Right, although although I did have the green screens. That was first grade. I remember going to the computer lab for, for math, mm-hmm. and it was a green screen. That's why I don't... Like I, I don't like Apple computers. I have an iPhone, and I love it. I love iOS. I hate Mac, and I do mm-hmm. because of that memory. My first, I, I was horrible at math in school, and I don't like math. I'm better now, um, but I, I've connected it in my mind with those math classes and that green screen, and I hated going to the computer lab. Weird. And I remember seeing that that Macintosh logo, mm-hmm. and I, I hate it. That's why... <laughs> Yeah, that's, you're, you're anti-Apple now. Right, now. And, and that's why. That's funny because, yeah, my first experience with the true floppy disks uh, from back in the day was 
middle school mm-hmm. playing Oregon Trail, the original Oregon Trail on the the black and green mm. screens and just going through because they were in the back. There were like two of them. But by then, newer computers existed. Just the school I went to just had these old computers yeah, that I we get were allowed it. to play on. So my first experience goes back to that friend. Mm. We would go play, we'd play Super Nintendo and he had a computer. We did not have a computer at home okay. yet. So this was pre-computer gamer David. What, about what year was this? This would have been, let's think here, 92, okay. maybe? Okay. 93. Super Nintendo is still fairly new. Mm-hmm. And they had a computer, which was kind of cool already. But the computer was, con- I don't know if we use the word internet, but it was connected to the web or mm-hmm. whatever. And the reason that it came up was Mortal Kombat. Hmm. So the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat, of course, special moves, fatalities, and there was a site where you could get all the codes. Now that's nothing. Right, but at the time, that's a really big deal. Mind-blowing. So we went in and we went on this game cheat site. (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah, and it it was all just black and white text. And I don't even know what the site was. It was like an old version of CheatCC.com. Or right, something. right, right, right. Remember that? That's probably still around. And we just put in the game, and it came up with just a list of codes. And it was like this really bad font. Right. Because the internet, you know, only read certain fonts back mm-hmm. then. The HTML. And and then he had a printer. It wasn't like the super old school printer, but it was relatively rough. Mm-hmm. And we printed them out, and I was like, this is amazing. This is insane. I may... Still have I bet you do them folded up in my Mortal Kombat box for Super Nintendo. It's very possible because I, I mean, I took them with me. I right, like, you can look it up anytime. Right, <laughs> so I was blown away. So then, it sort of shifted from I want to play your Super Nintendo every time I come over. I mean, that's what we did back then. Sure, your friends were the guys that had the stuff you didn't have. Yep. Oh, we got to go to Timmy's house. Timmy's got the trampoline. Yep. We don't have a trampoline. Yep. And funny story, my buddies Sam and Tim had a trampoline, and yeah. they went over there all the time. I always felt like they were more well off than yeah, us, yeah, because they had the trampoline. They had they had game systems too. The pool table. Know. My childhood was, you know, we had a friend who had the pool table, wow. so we had to go over there. Next level. See, you were a little more advanced than me. I was a little more kiddish, I mm. guess, in my interests. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the pool table, right. friend. I mean, granted, I'm I'm still like a kid at this point. I, yeah. I'm horrible at pool, mm-hmm. but I mean, a, a pool table at that age is yeah, just that's like, early. Oh my gosh! And like, that's like deluxe. Like to... if you have your own pool table at home, you are bro. yeah, bro. next level. Yeah, next level with the red, the red felt. The other friends I, I mean, there was a pool friend with a swimming pool. Yeah, but rarely got to go there. Uh, that the trampoline friend had the game friend. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just how you did. You just latched onto people who were into those similar things. Yeah, but you did it in real life. You didn't mm-hmm. go online and meet somebody. Right. Yeah. He he and I would look, go on the internet, and I would probably bug him. I, don't remember exactly, but I remember bugging him to get on the internet. And this was dial-up, mm-hmm. their early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from those experiences, that's when I started to bug my parents about, can we get a computer? So then we were able to get a computer finally. I, don't, I think we bought it at the mall. What a mm-hmm. weird yeah. thing to imagine yeah. Yeah. that you used to buy desktop computers yep. 
at the Man, mall. I remember those days. Where do you even buy desktop computers anymore if you don't make them? Because most people just build them. Yeah, you used to be able to get them at Sears, I know. Because it's all laptops, mostly, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Best Buy is it mm. for, a, for a pre-made desktop. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of dumb now to not just build your own desktop mm -hmm. at this point. Or just get them online, I guess, Alienware yeah. and stuff like that if yeah. you're a gamer. But it's all laptop now. It's all mm -hmm. laptop, netbook, Chromebooks. Yeah. I got the computer, and then... I started to push this internet thing, but I, I still had to learn more about what the internet was so I could explain it. Because my parents are not technologically sound. They're great. Great people. Great people. But they know nothing about technology. Like, shout out to you, Joyce. <laughs> shout out. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Joyce. <laughs> game Joyce. Game Joyce. My mom is Game Joyce. Game Joyce. She is a gamer, actually. We'll have to talk really? about that on an episode, too. Huh. Big, in, big into games. So, got the computer... I had to figure out how to work it. I had to figure out how to do programs on it. It was all me. And I'm in elementary school learning how to use the computer and then slowly kind of sharing that with my family. And they kind of learned here and there. What was your first home computer experience? Like, did um, you... We had a 286. Okay. So going way back. Yeah, way back. Um, yeah, I, was, had... I think we were Windows. We would have been Windows 95. Yeah, so we had DOS. Um... What was that? What was that system called? It's a blue screen. Now it was before Windows. Um, it was all text based. I forget. But yeah, it's really going. <laughs> but it sounds bad. It's, Commodore sixty four. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was going back. Going it was, way back. Yeah. When was your first experience with seeing the internet? Mine, of course, was with my buddy at his house. What was? Do you remember? your first time i get which would be dial up you know outside of the one at school right right where you were like wait i can go to websites yeah i think it was shoot i honestly can't remember too, too long ago it was too long ago 39 years ago yeah i mean it was <laughs> it was yeah man so you don't even remember at all huh i i think it was you know i think it was playing Carmen San Diego. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We didn't know what the answer was, so we would look at it, we'd look the answer up. We tried to look it up online. Okay, so somehow you're switching. Yeah. Between try again, trying to beat a game. Right. Right. Similar right. Similar situation. Yeah. When it came to finally getting the internet, this is a fun story for you. Okay. So this is how. I was able to convince my parents to get the internet. So the, the first issue, for those of you who don't know, hopefully everybody watching is aware, dial-up was tricky mm. because dial-up used your phone line. Right. So if you only had a single phone line, landline in the house, if you were going to go on the internet, couldn't use the phone. Anybody calling in would get a busy signal yep. and you couldn't call out. And it was expensive back then to have more than one phone line. Oh, yeah. Like now yeah, landlines, yeah. they probably give them away because, I mean, <laughs> who has landline for right. I've never, since I've lived here, I've never had a landline. Mm -hmm. And I found out about a way, I had to make it as cheap as possible, okay? It'd be super affordable, okay? We didn't have a ton of money growing up, but I, I wanted that internet. Mm -hmm. I wanted it bad. So I had to find a way to make it cheap. And I don't know if you remember this. In the early days, in the dial-up era, if you went to Kmart. Yep, I know where you're going with this. You could get, I think they even called it the blue light, the Kmart blue light internet. Yep. You could get a free internet disc. Yep. You would install 
the internet disk onto the computer and you could access the internet using this software as long as you were hooked up to a modem through the internet. Yep, I remember those days. And it would put a giant, unminimizable, unclosable ad, banner ad, at the bottom of your computer whenever you were connected. Mm -hmm. And that's how you didn't have to pay a monthly fee for the internet. Right. And that was the first internet we had. So... I had to go through the steps. So first, we went to Kmart. My mom shopped at Kmart all the time. It was mm -hmm. very close. We had one local. Has since shut down. Mm -hmm. Is Kmart dead yet? No, it's... Um, eh, it's pretty no, much dead. It, it's still around, but it's it's struggling. Yeah. I, I have very fond memories of Kmart, because I would go there with my mom as well yep. growing up, so I have a soft spot for Kmart. Yep. Unfortunately, it went downhill and tanked very quickly, because mm -hmm. I don't know if you went to a Kmart shortly before ours closed down. Pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah it hurts to admit it yeah i think it was mismanaged not a lot to love at our local kmart no offense a lot of <laughs> merchandise but it was just stacked everywhere yeah it was just a mess yeah absolute mess so we got the disc i installed the disc me not understanding our computer did not have a modem so i installed it and that's it, kind of adorable yeah uh, <laughs> I, was cute, I was a cute kid cute kid cute and dumb right cute and stupid so I had to look into the next step. Okay, so what is it that actually, how do you plug the phone line right. into the computer? Right. A modem. All right, so that's something, I can't get a free one. Right. Got to figure out how to buy them. They were, I guess they were like 60 bucks mm -hmm. for a modem back then. Maybe that sounds about right. Like an okay modem. Yeah. I don't have 60 bucks. Mm -mm. I'm, in, I'm in what, third grade? Yeah. At this point, fourth grade probably. The police, state police, uh -huh. were doing a gun exchange program. Huh. where you could take your old firearms, mm -hmm. trade them into the state police. There's mm -hmm. like a big tent. You would trade them in, go to downtown Dover, I believe. Mm -hmm. You would mm -hmm. trade them in, and they would give you Walmart gift cards Get out. for your old guns and firearms. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, well, I have an old rifle, I think, from when I was a kid. You think they'll take that? He's like, I don't even know if it shoots. <laughs> I was like... That's actually a pretty good impression of your dad. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed Ricky. Ricky and Joyce. Yeah. Game Ricky and yeah. Game Joyce. <laughs> but my dad only plays one game, uh -huh. and it is uh, PS3, uh, MLB The Show. That's the only... Funny. Because he's a huge baseball fan, mm -hmm. and he, he has just played it over and over. He plays it until he has to retire his character. So his character will be like 42 years old. Wow, that's impressive. And he starts over with a new one. Good for him. I think this time, David, I'm going to be a pitcher. That's funny. <laughs> Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, Ricky. Ricky Dale. Good name. NASCAR driver. So we find the rifle. Uh -huh. I think it was at my grandparents' house. We went and got the old rifle. It probably didn't even look like it. I think we shot it. We went to the woods because we lived in sort of the Hartley, the boonies. Right. So we went and we shot some cans with it just for one last. The last hurrah. Because I never shot guns with my dad. He's like, well, I guess we could try it before we get. So we went and we shot a That's couple cans. funny. It's really weird. And then we took it and we gave it to him. We got like a $50 mm -hmm. Walmart gift card. Pretty good, pretty good deal. Straight to Walmart. He was like, I'll pay the rest. We got the modem. Mm -hmm. Good pops. Good pops. Yeah. I figured out how to open the computer, which I'd never done. Wow. Plugged it in, hooked into the phone line. I'm on the internet. Wow. I'm blazing the internet. And back wow. then, there weren't that many sites. No. It's not like now where there are a thousand sites for every topic. It's a lot. It's insane. Like, that's why Google has that. Why did they even show it? You, you search Batman. It's like, oh, showing showing 500 of 8 billion results. Right. You don't need to show off. It's like McDonald's with mm -hmm. a billion, billions and billions sold burgers. Mm -hmm. 
So we got it hooked up. It worked. It was amazing. And then the next issue, like we said, no phone line access. Mm. If, my, if your parents were expecting a call, you'd have to wait till like 930 because that was our house. Like after nine, yeah. you didn't really call after nine. Yeah. Because landlines, you wake everybody up. Yeah. So we had to get a second phone line. Mm. And once oh, I convinced lucky. my parents to do that, smooth sail. I could be on the internet all the time. So that was sort of the journey to get internet at home. Mm-hmm. And I assume you started with dial-up, right? Yeah, yeah. We actually had we had dial-up for a while, actually, in the same sort of situation. Couldn't use the phone um, because we might get a call. We might get a call. Yeah, freak out. You don't know. No. Somebody might try to call. <laughs> and your parents will flip out. Right. So, an important you call. know, it was begging and pleading and um, it'd be late night again because after 930, nobody's got to call unless it's an emergency. Yeah. And, uh, man, we had dial-up. We had dial up, I think, until I moved out. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, that's probably way too long. Way too long. And that's the era. We were always late to the party. We were late to the party with air conditioning. We were late to the party with <laughs> internet. So I we were a little late with heat. We had the you know, the the uh kerosene really the kerosene thing in the, yeah, 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 yeah. Middle in the, of the living room. room. Yeah. What a danger those must not exist that's anymore. Brutal. How dangerous. And, like, we probably smelled like kerosene. Uh -huh. We were those kids. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> I just realized I was that kid. Like, oh, David smells like kerosene. I was David back then. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. They must be poor. That's you know, hilarious. The kerosene heaters. Right. Oh. I grew up in a double wide. I'll, t I'll own it. Yeah. Life's rough. It is. Figure it out, kids. <laughs> this is life before the internet. <laughs> I had to play with action figures and Play-Doh. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Now they just do it online. They just play with action figures in games. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, or watch YouTube channels that are just people playing with action figures. Yep. And they get millions of views. Mind-blowing. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think it's time for a game break. Game break. Game break time. I think we're at the right spot. Now, this okay. is going to be a little bit different. Not mm. really a game, per se. Instead, I just want to kind of go through uh, dead websites. Oh, wow. Because it's weird to imagine. Like, you think everything's on the internet. Mm -hmm. And there, there's no expiration date on the internet. But when it comes to websites, there kind of is. Because people move on. They get abandoned. They may still exist. Right. But they're not used. They're not updated. They're not active. Some do just shut down. And hmm. the, the links don't even work. So search engines. Okay. Early experiences with search engines. I, I don't recall using Google that much in the early days. No. I want to talk about those old search engines. Any old search engines you can think of? Because I've got a couple. One I used to use a lot, I'll give you this first one, was Ask Jeeves. Yes! Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Because the way I search, I search with questions. Uh -huh. I rarely be like, oh, I want to find out uh, who the third Robin was. What was the third Robin's name? I'm not going to put in Batman Robin. I would put in... What was the name of the third Robin? Question mark. Search. Mm -hmm. That's how I searched back yeah. then. Nowadays, yeah. I don't. Right. And I was like, oh, ask Jeeves, because that's where you go to ask questions. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that great of a search engine. It wasn't. I think Ask Jeeves is still around, but it's just called ask.com, mm. I think. But it's it's not in its heyday. It's not what it is mm -hmm. or what it used to be, because now it's really just Google and Bing, mm -hmm. right? I mean, who nobody's searching on Yahoo. Right. right? Well, I use DuckDuckGo. What? Yeah. What is that? Well, tell the folks at home. <laughs> it's um, Not I guess a little bit more private. You know, they don't 
track you as much as that's like a big thing now yeah. like the vpns or yeah. whatever that like allow you to protect all your information when you're on the internet mm -hmm. so we are. interesting duck duck go yeah look at you wow mr technology over here <laughs> hardly uh what was another one uh dog pile remember vaguely dog pile? Yeah, yeah, vaguely? yeah 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 the, the kind of the pre alta vista mm. was one yes alta vista yeah i never understood the name but yeah, Ask Jeeves were, was like my go-to, and I and Yahoo mm -hmm. actually searched on Yahoo a lot. I don't know if anybody uses Yahoo as a search engine, yeah, now, or even a Yahoo email. Mm -hmm. That's probably something that's dying. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about early? Because nowadays it's all about Squarespace, right? Wix, right? You know, to make your websites. But back in the day, it was all about Yahoo GeoCities. Did you ever have a GeoCities? I didn't. I no? didn't. No. I always saw GeoCities sites, which were owned by Yahoo. And they always had this really ugly look to them, these mm -hmm. just ugly GeoCity sites. I think GeoCities, from what I read, is officially dead. Hmm. Except I think in Japan, GeoCities is still a thing. Really? In Yahoo Japan, I guess. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Kind of like how Yahoo Auctions. Remember that? There was a yes. Yahoo Auctions. Yes. And eBay here killed it. Mm -hmm. like nobody, Yahoo Auctions doesn't exist. But in Japan, I think Yahoo Auctions still has weight. Hmm. Pretty wild. How about uh, online blogs? That was like a thing. Yeah. Especially in the very, very early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Mine, some of you might know this, my first blog was Zanga. Remember Zanga? Zanga. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Did you have a Zanga? I did not. Good, because they're embarrassing. So I had a Zanga account, and it was the dumbest thing. I just sit there, and you would just type like, oh, today we played some games at my buddy Steve's house. <laughs> Boy, did we have some fun. And then I tried to be funny, and uh -huh. it was definitely not funny at any point. And also, no one was reading them. Right. What, the six other friends you had in high school? Because this was probably like 2002. Mm -hmm. We had we all had Zangas. It was like, because it was the pre-Facebook. Facebook didn't exist when right. we were in high school. Right. That's scary. We're old. Because now it's like, you get a Facebook when you're seven, right. it feels like. Yeah. Even though you're not supposed to, probably. Right. But that was like the early Facebook in a way. Mm -hmm. These Zangas. And there was Live Journal was right. another one. And Blogger, which mm -hmm. I think is still the one that exists, still Blogspot. Mm -hmm. Blogspot. But Zanga, I remember when that Zanga did kind of die. And I was looking up information about this. And it appears Zanga is trying to come back. Really? With Zanga 2.0. Hmm. Good luck. I don't know if you've been on the internet in the last 10 years. You're not coming back, Zanga. <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor the show. Feel free. Right. Feel free to try right. to come back. But yeah, so Zanga was a weird, man, it was so lame. And you could like change your background colors and mm. you would comment and be like, oh, oh, that chick from history class, she commented on my Zanga. <laughs> she left me a comment on my post. It never happened. I never, no, 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 no chicks. No girls I would refer to as chicks left comments on my Zanga posts. <laughs> it was just my buddy who I saw every day. That's embarrassing. MySpace. Did you have a MySpace? In the early internet days, at least the early heavy internet days, um, didn't even have a MySpace because again, Gerald's off the grid for the most part, which I salute you. Uh, I think I'm on there more than I think I am. I'd like to be not on there, just not social media, nada. right? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I think if I didn't, if I if I wasn't interacting with things relevant to the channel and the shows and, mm -hmm. and the entertainment stuff that I just love doing so mm -hmm. much and sharing video content with people. I don't know 
that I would have. I probably wouldn't have a Twitter account. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Facebook account, but it would be so private. It would just be my personal. It would just sit there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how my personal Facebook is anyway. Mm-hmm. The Game Dave page is way more active than my personal Facebook. Right. But I, yeah, there really wouldn't be a reason for me to have a lot of social media, I don't think, if I wasn't, other than just if a job was like, oh, you need to have a Twitter account for this, whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I would be more like you if it wasn't for mm-hmm. just the, the things that have to be maintained with the internet. You have to have right. so many accounts. But right. I had a MySpace. The big thing was the top eight, mm. where you would be able to display your top eight friends on the front page. Vaguely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. a big deal what order they were right, in. Right, right. And then they had introduced like a randomizer. Like, wait, why? I was number one. It's like, oh, it's randomized. So, you know, eventually just refresh, it'll be number one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I didn't randomize it. <laughs> All a lie. But yeah, MySpace, I remember it just fell apart because they gave the users too much control. Because mm. you could just make MySpace look however you wanted. Mm-hmm. And it was they were all ugly. They were all nasty, ugly MySpace pages. Terrible. So I and then when Facebook came around, you changed it. Did you ever have a Facebook? I never had a Facebook. I did have a MySpace. Here's the thing. MySpace was on its way out. I was like, oh, I guess I'll get a MySpace page. <laughs> Time to get a MySpace. Right. And I, I think I had it for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. month tops. And, okay. and that was it. And I I maybe, maybe had like three friends. <laughs> Whew, easy. Slow I mean, down there, it killer. Was, I never checked it. Yeah. You know. That was a big issue with MySpace compared to Facebook. MySpace had no feed. Mm. So if you wanted to keep up with your friends on MySpace, you would have to check their individual pages. Mm. Go to their profiles. It was too much work. Right. And everybody's looked different. There was no consistency. Facebook came around and introduced that feed. Gotcha. And I think that's what changed it. And the cool thing about Facebook initially was... You could only get a Facebook account if you had a school, a college email. And they slowly opened it up to different colleges. Gotcha. And I was lucky enough to be attend lucky. I was attending a college that was in that early Facebook rollout. Mm -hmm. And because if it didn't have your school in the system yet, you couldn't even register, Mm -hmm. even if you had a college account Mm -hmm. or email. So, yeah, you'd log in, put your email in, and then you were able to make your account. It looked so different back then. Right. And, like, statuses were always, your name is. Yeah. So it'd be something, something is, going to Taco Bell tonight, and that was a status. Now mm-hmm. it's, like, posts and videos, and it's just... See, I had the I had sort of the old man mentality when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, if I want to talk to my friends, I give them a ring. Yeah. I'll invite them over. You know? Yeah. And then we're, yeah, we're losing that a lot. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll just get into a group text, but just Skype them. Right, right, just right. Just Skype them. Right. And now for the internet friends, a little bit trickier. We kind of talked about that in the one of the earlier episodes, how, you know, you meet somebody in person, but you've also Skyped with them. Yep. Yeah. Kind of an interesting. Yeah. It's a, dy- it's a dynamic shift. Yes. Now, last, last one for our little game break about dead websites. Are there any websites that were your favorites that, don't exist anymore that you're like man i missed that site i have two you say yours and maybe it'll jog my memory okay so my first one was i i found this site in i believe eighth grade okay and it was the final fantasy compendium Hmm. ff compendium the site i looked it up it still exists but they stopped they halted all updates in 2009 wow 
and it still has that old school look to it for the right. most part. And right. I remember I would go to the FF compendium and I would just read. It was like a giant wiki, what didn't which didn't exist back then. A right. giant wiki about Final Fantasy and being obsessed with Final Fantasy, you know, in middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. I could like search Cactuar and I could look at all the pictures of Cactuar right. throughout the games and how he evolved and information about little trivia things and all the characters and all the different versions of Sid that appeared in the Final Fantasy games because it's a long-running character and Biggs and Wedge and it was awesome. And I remember in high school, one of our requirements, you know, it's like, oh, these are the supplies you have to have. You have to have three two-inch binders. Right. You have to have two pocket folders that have the gold foldy hoodly doos Right. You know, it was like a big thing. Gotta have 20 sheet protectors for your portfolio. And then ours was, and you have to have two 3.5-inch diskettes, uh -huh. floppy, not floppy, disks, mm -hmm. to save your English projects. So your English class is required to use floppy disk. How sad is that? Uh -huh. Now, that ages both of us. Yep. But I never used them for my projects. I would use the school internet because it was fast. Smart. And I would put in the floppy disk, and during computer classes, I would save the pictures Smart. from the FF compendium on this disk. I don't know why. I just so I just had all these FF compendium discs or discs that I'd saved images from. Crazy. Crazy. But the FF compendium, shout out to the Final Fantasy Compendium. It still is online. You can still go there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no updates since 2009. They kind of stopped after uh after 12, FF12. So, pretty wild. And the other one was actually one of the big inspirations for me to get into web video and making videos online. And that was, you know, Zay Frank, hmm. ZayFrank.com. And Zay Frank still exists. He's still out there, but he, his site hasn't been updated since I think 2012 was the last like post, like hmm. real post, um, which is kind of crazy. I came across Zay Frank early in college and he did a thing called, have you ever seen his stuff? No. You may have seen him more recently. He started doing uh, a series called True Facts. He kind of came back into this thing where it's like, true facts hmm. about the owl. And it's like, not real true facts. It's kind of like a jokey right. voiceover. Right. Science. Very, I'll just show you after the, after the show. After the show. But very funny stuff. But he used to do a thing called The Show with Zay Frank. And it was an he did a show every day for an entire year. Wow. And he was like the original vlogger. Hmm. And he did, it was a very close sort of shot, and he would talk about news topics, and he would just do silly stuff, and he built this this following. And this was, it was not on YouTube. Wow. It was only on a site in these embedded posts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And kind of like, I, I remember I pulled in my early videos, pre-game day videos, oh, keep that down, down low, down low. I, I kind of pulled his style like mm -hmm. that's where like everybody's like oh jump cuts that's like the youtube vlogger style but if you really go back i think zay frank did that before a lot of people because hmm. he would do those like jump back and those jump cuts oh. in his style right. and i really love that i adopted it because jump cuts are bad in my world in the right. video world but youtube it's just to cut out spaces where you're not talking but zay did it in a way that made it have this sort of style right and his stuff was so funny and he built this community and they would do these big projects together and they would submit things and and just do all these cool community things and then he he kept to his word it was hugely popular at the end of its run in march of 2007 i think and he did his final show and it was a goodbye show and that was it and he was done wow and then he came back and he did a couple little things here and there but 
yeah, he's kind of gone off and worked on big websites and things like that, but he was, yeah, ahead of his time. Wow. For sure. And his site, I mean, in a way, his site's kind of non-existent. He's still on the internet. He still has a Twitter and things like that, but Mm -hmm. he's doing other projects. And he kind of brought back the show in sort of a limited run, but it just it just was hard to capture. Yeah, you know what he had back then. Wow. So it yeah tricky. Your lack of uh, internet, not a lot of dead sites for you. Huh? No, they're still out. No. There. Well, let's get back to the topic. Okay. Email. 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 Were you a big email boy? No. Not a big. You were you were the call them on the phone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even now, I prefer to talk to people on the phone rather than email them. Not a lot of emails getting sent. Uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't use email very much, but I do remember... Do you have a Gmail account? I do. Okay. Do you remember Gmail when it first came out? It was a big deal. Mm. Because Gmail... I don't remember how much they initially offered. was that thing of never delete another email. Mm. You you have space for archiving every email you've ever gotten. I don't know. They gave you, like, back then, maybe a gig. Mm -hmm. The early era of Gmail, I believe I was in high school, was invite only. Mm. So you had to get an invite from somebody who already had a Gmail. You know, it was one of those things where it slowly pushed out to mm-hmm. people. And I, the, my uh, fellow classmate had a Gmail account, um, and he was able to get me one. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Mm. So I had this Gmail. And then after that, it ruined all other email for me. So, like, Gmail was my email and I've, since high school. It's always been Gmail. I've made other accounts. Right. But Gmail... Was where it was at. How about chat rooms? Did you ever have AOL? It's funny. I did have AOL. Never did the chat rooms. Really? Yeah. So what did you do? Did you do the instant messenger on AOL? Yeah, I did that at school. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that was about in college. Yeah. To clarify. Um, but not really a ton. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, I kind of got in the chat rooms because originally... After the the Kmart Blue Light Special Internet, oh, man, I can't believe you pulled that out. That's... Yeah, yeah, we convinced I convinced my parents to try AOL because I didn't quite realize it was the same thing right. just without an ad on it. Right. So we had AOL for a little while, and I was like, oh, "This is pretty cool." It chat rooms and instant messenger was built in, and I was I was on it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I think DSL or cable internet maybe was in its infancy at the mm-hmm. time, and it was mm-hmm. something you could get. And I was trying to convince my parents, like, well, we're paying monthly for the AOL thing. Maybe we could move into cable. Yeah. And so we called and we canceled. And AOL's like, but you've been on it like all day, every day. What? It seems like you're loving it. And it was just me because I was on the internet all right. the time. Right, right, right. So they're like, no, no, we want to cancel. We want to cancel. And we moved into cable internet. But yeah, chat rooms always made me uncomfortable. It's always weird. Like, yeah, I think that's why I never got on board with them. Yeah, the anonymity of the internet is something I never will understand. And people who leave like trolly comments and things, mm-hmm. that, and the, the whole thing is, well, they're anonymous, so they have no fear. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I feel like, oh, everybody's going to see my comments. So I'm like weird about mm-hmm. public commenting. Yeah. And, and being in a chat room, like with my username. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's my username. I don't want to tarnish my username by being weird in a chat room yeah you know yep hot stuff were you a member of any forums no no did you do have you used the internet <laughs> ever it seems like you've never been on the internet there's a lot i haven't done just because yeah well, i don't we've got to get you to live a little All right <laughs> so well i'll just take over this segment forums big ghostbusters fan mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. the proton packs over there give it away mm-hmm. my halloween special i was dressed up as a ghostbuster i have to bring that back for yeah. the video 
probably the only forums that I was really active in. Again, same thing. I was always uncomfortable in the forums. I always felt like I was making an idiot of myself when mm -hmm. I would post something. Mm -hmm. The Ghostbusters prop forums or GB fans, I was mm. really into Ghostbusters props in high school. So I was a member of a lot of the Ghostbusters prop replica forums. Okay. I was more of a lurker. I didn't really post that often. I would sometimes post things I worked on, but I got really, I mean, I was in deep, <laughs> deep, Gerald. It was dangerous. And I, I just learned all these things. I tried to build my own ghost trap using the plans that they had on the wow. forums. And I built some... I used their plans to build uh, proton packs out of cardboard. Mm. And then I painted them. And they looked pretty good mm. to be made out of cardboard because I used, instead of, I just, you know, swapped out the wood parts for thicker cardboard parts. Right, right. So shape-wise and everything, it looked the same. It right. Just, you know, it was cardboard. Right. So it didn't paint quite the same. I didn't put lights or anything in it. But that was, like, my first experience with, like, cosplay and doing replica props and it got to the point where I got in contact with some people that did like intense props. And I got in contact with a guy who used to work at Universal Studios Orlando wow. on, the, on the Ghostbusters show. Wow. Which I saw when I was in elementary school. Uh -huh. We went to Disney and I, I was like, Disney's dumb. I want to go to Universal Studios. And they had the Ghostbusters show. I don't know if you ever went to that. I did not. It was amazing. So you go through and your Lewis Tully's there and he's doing like slime experiments right. and then you go through and you watch a big stage show of the big battle with Stay Puffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like this big laser light show. I was obsessed and he used to make the packs that they used for the laser show. Wow. And uh, so I commissioned him to build me a replica proton pack. And it was this whole, it was scary because back then I was just doing it over forums. Right. Over the internet, like via maybe email. And I was in high school, mm -hmm. so I had to get a money order. I didn't know what a money order was. Like right. The old days, you get money orders. Right. And you couldn't get a money order if you weren't 18 without an ID. You have mm. an ID, So, and I didn't drive yet. Right. So I had to get a state ID Wow. to get a money order in my name and then send the money order to this guy to then build this prop, which took months. Right. I could have been taken for... Nine hundred dollars, yeah, easily. Right. Yeah, but he made it shipped out. It was, it was amazing. Uh, I sold it after a couple of years because I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? Right. I got to go to college." Right. Kind of regret it, but I mean, it was it was an experience. But that forums led me to get really into props, and I kind of got back into the props when I was working on this Ghostbusters show that I did. And you know, I have like a full on the suit now. Mm -hmm. I don't have any crazy proton pack props, so I got a lot of other ones. I got to start saving my money. It's dangerous. <laughs> Gaming, we should probably talk about gaming. It's pretty important. Right. Gaming online, mm -hmm. early internet days. Mm -hmm. I know this is life before the internet, but there's only so much you can talk about. So we've got to talk about the early internet days right. with gaming. And for me, it goes back to Baldur's Gate, mm -hmm. and which I can talk about later. Do you remember? Yeah, it's kind of like what we started the show with. It was uh, StarCraft. So, it was, so how did yeah. that kind of become a thing where you were like, I'm going to play this online was it with people you knew? Yeah, so it was, yeah. Um, so it was more, we connected our computers together, so it wasn't so much online right. as it Land was. Land party. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so it was uh, a guy that I knew in college. Uh, we lived on the same floor. Um, so it was fun because we knew each other and we were friends outside of that so we could um, sort of enjoy that battle 
and that fight together versus a stranger or something like that. Like that, I just even now I don't get as much enjoyment out of it when it's just some random name. Yeah, know? no, I'm the same way. It's very hard for me to play multiplayer online. I have so many games I could play online on right. on PSN, but I don't. Uh, I like to play with people I know, and I, I'm one of those guys. Like it, I don't know if anybody watching has ever stumbled across me in a game because I'm the game Dave mm -hmm. on the PlayStation Network. Uh, but my mic is almost always off. I don't talk. I just it's I get uncomfortable. Yeah, which is so weird. I like make videos all the yeah, time. Yeah, you'd think that you'd be very comfortable. But I'm with like, it. I mute my mic. Like I, there's a virtual reality game called Rec Room, which is like a free to play. And right. A lot of people. It's like a massively multiplayer game almost. And everybody's talking in there, and I was like, ah. I was like trying to mute the mic. I was like, why is it it's not muting? And right. like, I think they can hear me. I was so uncomfortable. I don't know why, but I, I like to play with people I know for sure, just because it's a, it's a different experience. Yeah. Um, I know most people that play online multiplayer shooting games, they don't really care. It's all about, I don't know. It's just a weird mindset to not care. I guess it shouldn't matter. I don't know. Don't talk to me, man, because I feel the same way. <laughs> so what was your first non-LAN party like game that you played online heavily? It could be much later. What was your first really, like, I got to play this game online against people or with people? It wasn't Warcraft. World um, of Warcraft yeah. or strategy? No, no, War World of Warcraft. So you did play World of Warcraft. You know what? I don't think I did. I think it was Guild Wars. I tell late to the party. Guild Wars, okay, so Guild Wars was the uh, yeah. going with your cell phone gaming interest. Yeah. Uh, free to play, kind yeah. of, because you didn't have to pay a monthly right. fee. You just right. bought the game and you could play online. My buddy, who you know, Freeman. Right, Freeman. Big Guild Wars fan. Really? Guild Wars 1 and 2 played a lot of no Guild Wars. He tried to get me into it, and I was like, you know what? I can't. After my experience with World of Warcraft and just delving into it and disappearing. Right. I, I was like, I can't get into another MMO. Right. And then when Final Fantasy XI came out, mm. loving Final Fantasy, I was like, this would be so good, but I just knew it was I was going to be bad news, so right. I, didn't, mm -hmm. I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think my first... So it definitely was Baldur's Gate, and it was before, so it's going way back, before we got that second phone line. Mm. My Scoutmaster, mm -hmm. again, he had that... He got that copy of Baldur's Gate. We were right. playing D&D. And I was like, you know what? I want to play Baldur's Gate. It's like D&D on the computer, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of. So I got a copy of Baldur's Gate. Um, I don't know if, like, Electronics Boutique, I believe. Oh, my god! The early days, before wow. it was GameStop. Wow. Yeah, so I went and got Baldur's Gate Electronics Boutique. I think it was a used copy. It was good, good condition. And I told him, I was like, hey, I got it. And we were talking about there's a way to play together. Hmm. Because Baldur's Gate, you have six party members that you mm -hmm. can make, and you can either just have one character and other people can join you, or right. you can fill all those slots. So we were going to play together and do a campaign of Baldur's Gate, go through it with our characters online. <laughs> we had so many issues trying to get it to work. So I called him on the phone. We had to wait till it was later at night. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I've got everything set up. I'm about to go into the room. I'll create the room. This is the password. What a hassle. Because it was what like TCP IP connection. So you had to connect through an IP address or mm -hmm. whatever. I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to switch in. I'm going to connect to the internet. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be on there. So I hung up the phone, unplugged, plugged in, connected to the internet, brought up the game after connecting the internet and hearing that classic sound. Yep. Ooh, rough sound. Yeah. Rough sound that would dial up. Yep. 
So connected in, got the game running, saw the connection. It looked like it connected. I could see him in the chat, the like pre-entrance chat. And then we would connect and it would get stuck on like the multiplayer startup screen. I'm like, well, what do I... I had no way to contact him. Right. So I had to disconnect from the internet, unplug, plug the phone line bank, hope he would disconnect from the internet so I could call him. Because I don't think he had separate lines either. Right, right, and if right. he did, if you remember, the lines would have different numbers. So even if he had a separate line, I don't yeah. know what the number would yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah. Even, just, talk, even oh. just talking about this, so this is enough for me to be like, I'm done, I'm out, <laughs> I'm no. Too much of a struggle to get yeah. there. Yeah. That's too much delayed gratification for you. Oh, yeah. Too much work to get to the gratification. Too, yeah, too we, much. And you know what? It ne- I think we got in for maybe a little bit there was just some weird configuration issue. Mm-hmm. And I think we found out much later that he had the original version. Oh. And I had gotten probably some slightly later revision mm-hmm. of the release, and they just didn't talk well with each other. Gotcha. It's not like you could patch things the same way back Right. Then. I mean, not a lot of people were downloading patches on the internet and installing them on Baldur's Gate. Right. You know, so I think that probably we just had a slightly different version number. So right. this was probably like 1.1008 minus 1.1009 or something. Right, right, right. So that kind of messed up. That was my first experience with trying to play games on the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That just reminded me of like another like dead website. I don't know why, but you remember Joe Cartoon? No. <laughs> oh, it's trash. Uh, it's horribly raunchy. There were these really short Flash cartoons, Joe Cartoon, and they mm-hmm. were just... Uh, like one was, uh, it's gonna make me seem like I'm an insane person. Frog in a blender was one. That sounds vaguely. And familiar. he would like it was this little frog, and he was like in a blender. <laughs> it's sick. It's really sick, actually. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have brought this up. And you, you, he would talk to you. He'd be like, "What you gonna do? Turn the blender on me? I ain't scared of you." Stuff like that. Uh-huh. It was like a real hick. And so he like pressed one. It was, a, it was a flash interactive right. cartoon, basically. So gotcha. you press one. He'd be like, oh, real fast. I'm getting sick already. He would like goad you on. Uh-huh. And then it would, eventually you would get, he would just get destroyed. So gross oh and gosh. stupid. And then there was like hamster in a microwave. Jeez. Same kind of thing. He'd be like, ew, you going to radio wave me? And I was like, I wonder how to know those. Jeez, man. Dude. And then some were just like cartoons, like really silly cartoons. Joe Cartoon. That's probably a dead website. Wow. Don't look that up, children. Stay away. Joe Cartoon's bad influence. Bad influence. That's why I'm the way I am today. Right. Whew, man. How about, uh, there's still a couple things I want to talk about. Last big thing, though. Okay. We kind of got into it slightly. Life before the internet and shopping. Mmm. I'd say 90% of what I buy is online at this point. You? Are you an in-store buyer? Outside of groceries mm-hmm. and sundry items that you would... <laughs> Sundries. Yeah. That you would buy in a grocery store. Man, I'd say... Everything? Almost everything. Even with, and with Walmart now, with Walmart, you can do grocery shopping on an app and mm-hmm. just pick it up. And Amazon has a... What is it? Amazon Fresh. Right. You get your groceries. Right. I haven't done the Walmart... Ordering groceries online yet? Buddy of mine has. He loves it. I hear everybody says it's great. Yeah, I'm tempted because I hate grocery shopping. I'm not a fan either. Yeah, so the the thing with shopping, like my first online shopping experience, 
I remember when eBay came out mm. and it was just auctions mm. initially. There was no uh, buy it now and make an offer and all that stuff. It was strictly auctions. Right. And I, I checked yesterday. My I made my eBay account in October of 2000. Wow. So I've had it for 18, almost 18 years. And which means I was... I was in high school. I right. was not of age, I guess, to be right. using it properly. That's funny. Just that weird thing. And I remember just the nostalgia. My nostalgia-minded self existed even in high school. I was already nostalgia for, or I had nostalgia for old stuff. Right. And I'm in high school. Right. Like a, like a freshman. And I would, the first thing I looked up was real Ghostbusters toys. Huh. The old real Ghostbusters toys, because you know those were my toys back in the day. Right, right, right. And for some reason, it just popped in my head, and I was looking at them. And they, that's when I first learned of the term "mint on card" (MOC), because mm. it would be like Egon Spangler (MOC), meaning it was mint on the card. It still hadn't been opened. It was still in the bubble card. And I was like, "Wow, that's crazy! They saw these things sealed from the '80s and early '90s. That's insane. People are just selling these things." Mm -hmm. And the auction started at like eight bucks. And, they would and you're like, it. oh, I'm in on that. Well, no, I was like, that's so expensive. Oh, wow. <laughs> and because uh, it, it, like at the end of the era of those toys, like a lot of even like Ninja Turtles and stuff, they'd be in the clearance bins for two bucks. Right. And, you know, the auctions would probably end at like maybe $15, $20. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I can't. I'd always look at them and I was always afraid to bid because I was like, well, then what do I get? How do I pay these people mm -hmm. on the Internet? How do I? Because PayPal was an early. Yeah. In its early stages. I did eventually get a PayPal account though. We'll mm -hmm. talk about that. But so these real Ghostbusters toys, and I in my head I'm I'm kicking myself because now you look up an original Egon Spangler real Ghostbusters toy. Yeah. Mint on card is probably sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? If only I knew. If only you knew. But then I mean that's just I probably shouldn't have gotten into that collecting. I've right. collecting going it's on. It's true. There's a in lot. In this basement. There's a little a lot dangerous. Going on. But when I finally was ready, and that's where I started getting into import games, mm. was eBay. Because I didn't like I didn't know about Final Fantasy having a two and a three that weren't the Super Nintendo ones. So like right. filling in those gaps with these import games, so weird. Like that was the first thing I imported was Final Fantasy uh, three. Mm -hmm. Because Final Fantasy one and two came out on PlayStation as Origins, like a remaster. It was the first time we ever got Final Fantasy two, and uh, so, but three just never came out in its original form. So I imported the cart on eBay, and I remember. I was still in high school. You had to be 18 to have a PayPal account. Mm. So I faked my age and was able to work it with my debit card from my bank and like fudge things. I wonder if it's the, I guess it's probably the same PayPal account I have now. Hope you're not watching PayPal. Yeah. Shut me down. So that's like a weird thing to think. I, I, but I, I would use PayPal because I was afraid to like send, do cash on delivery yeah, or, I get you. or money orders. I always still thought that was weird crazy yeah have any ebay experiences no, no. not a big ebay guy nope i remember nope. you remember half.com no half.com was like before ebay had its own buy it now system oh. half.com was like fixed price ebay and i purchased things on half.com before i started using ebay because i was like that feels like a normal right and i think with half.com the you didn't pay shipping you just paid the price and they had three days to ship it to you yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was a lot more buyer centric so you were safer mm -hmm. 
But now there's so many things in place with eBay and so it's hard to get scammed right. unless you're a seller. Right. Feel bad for the sellers on eBay. But yeah. That was that was a weird thing, my first online shopping experience with half.com and eBay. Because hmm. Amazon wasn't really right. something I was aware of at that time. So lastly, we gotta do some QA. Okay. We gotta finish up with some QA. We got some new people here. But, really? But we gotta start off. With our good boy, Evan B. Evan B. Evan B on Patreon. Did you ever dial into bulletin board systems before you had internet access? No. Though that might be what you were dialing into with uh, the biology class. You think? Maybe. Maybe it was a bulletin board system. Yeah. You know what? I think it actually maybe was. Yeah. That was before. I didn't. That was before my time. My first experience with anything connected with a network was. That experience at my buddy's house right. on dial-up mm -hmm. um, on his internet. That was my first experience. Yeah, I bet that because it was really limited. But we would, we would, you know, it must have been. It must have been something similar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that was that was before my time. You know, I'm a little older, but I'm not, I never experienced that. Right now, we got a new guy. New guy, really, with a question. Tyler Tylerson. <laughs> Tyler Tylerson. It's a good one. Consistent. Yeah. Tyler Tylerson from the Patreon page. Do you prefer the times when you could actually hear your computer connecting to the internet? No. No? No. Yeah, it was horrible. Awful. That screechy, nasty sound. I it's, wasn't a big fan. It's it, it's iconic. It's nostalgic. It is. And but some, some people are, you know, it's very nostalgic for some people. Me, I'm just, it's like nails on a chalkboard. And the reason it irritated me is because sometimes it wouldn't connect. Yeah. So you would go through that big long thing, and it yep. wouldn't have a successful connection. You have to do it again. Yep. So that's why I don't have. So any it's always fondness. it kind of produces anxiety because you're like, come on, yeah, come on. Almost like when your PS2 optical laser was starting to die, mm. and you'd be like, oh, read the disc, read the disc, read the disc. Oh, we're through. We can play the game today. Tyler goes on to say, hmm. "Did you? This this is. I don't know if he's messing with me. Did you ever get kicked off of the connection because someone used the microwave?" No. Is that a thing? I don't know. I didn't know microwaves would kick It would happen it would happen if if somebody accidentally picked up the phone. It might connect it would disconnect. It might yeah. Interesting. I didn't know. I'm going to have to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> Answer Tyler's question in the comments. The microwave ever kick you off dial up? Hmm. And lastly, from Tyler Tylerson on Patreon, did you know that stingrays are one of the top 5 sea creatures? Top 5 what? Exactly. I don't... Tyler! Tyler! Come on, Tyler. Answer in the comments. Top five... They, he's just saying they are one of the top five sea creatures, I guess, of all time. Hmm. Somebody likes his stingrays. <laughs> Moving on. We got one from the Discord server. Okay. This is from Shinjon PV. Mm-hmm. Shinjon PV. What has been the hardest part of starting and maintaining... A YouTube channel. So I guess it's kind of for me. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of hard parts to starting mm -hmm. and maintaining a YouTube channel. In the early days, because you know I did have a YouTube channel in the early days, pre-Game Dave. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no longer exists. But back then it wasn't really that hard because there was no partner program. There was not this weird fight for views you just kind of it was all just something i did 
whenever. Yeah, it was kind of for fun. Yeah, I wasn't stressed out about posting regularly. I was like, you know, I'll post when I want to post. It's just for fun. And then I think as an audience started to build on that old channel, then it, then it kind of got hard to be like, oh, do am I leaving them behind? Am I disappointing somebody because mm-hmm. I'm not posting? And I think now the hardest thing about YouTube is not getting inside your own head about whether or not a video did well enough, mm. whether or not you blew it. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, does this video suck? Did I did I make a bad video? Like that that kind of gets on my head in my head a little bit. I just I can appreciate lack that. of confidence in what I've done, I can even though is in the moment I'm like, yeah, this is this is great, and I put it out there. I'm like, well, maybe it's not as good as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I don't know. That's pretty tough. And then the other thing, the schedule. Mm. The hardest thing is consistency because it's gotten to the point where if you, people will very quickly forget about you mm-hmm. and, and YouTube will ignore your uh, your efforts if you don't keep yourself consistent. Right. Now, you kind of understand this, though, because your, uh, your significant other. Mm-hmm understands the yeah. youtube world yeah she has um a youtube channel and she posts she's actually uh very committed to it she posts regularly i can probably count on my hand the number of videos she's missed in a given week what's her schedule weekly how many a week um i think she does two a week she might even do three a week um That's so hard. so she has a book channel and she has uh, like a personal channel, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like a vlog channel, right? And she's she posts on her book channel. Uh, I don't know if I should throw it out there or not. Um, hey, feel free. Uh, she uh, she posts on her book channel mm-hmm. uh, thoughts on tomes um, two times a week, consistently. So she's not only maintaining that; she's maintaining two channels. Yeah, maintaining two channels. Yeah. It's hard enough for me, but again, uh, it, when you work a full-time job, you really have to carve out that time. You have time. to. And listen, that that time, like that that invades on our personal, like she makes it a commit she commits to it. So that there's to. there's times where you know, we would be spending time together or on a date or whatever and she's committing to that. And yeah. you know, I respect that and that's one of her hobbies and passions and mm-hmm. you know, it's not a problem, but it's it's difficult because with work and life, it's hard to stay committed to that schedule. And and a lot of her peers, and I'm sure a lot of your peers, they would be, you know, go a solid six months and they'd be posting every week and then they just sort of fade away. Yeah, it's it's very easy to fade away. Mm-hmm. And I think the most consistent I've ever been was weekly. Mm. And I did that for a while. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult. Because of just the way that I do my show, like the main episodes are very edit heavy. There's a lot of prep work. Hopefully, this show will will help kind of boost the channel a little bit. But the, my goal for this summer is to really push a schedule mm. and get more than one piece of content out every week mm-hmm. for the entirety of the summer. Mm-hmm. And just really go all in for the first time and just push myself. And it's gonna. That's probably gonna be the hardest thing mm-hmm. for sure. Is just just the amount of content you really got to push, and to not let the quality drop. Right. That's the other part. We're just like, oh, I can't, I can't. I'm just gonna go to bed. Right. You know, I felt like that before. Yeah, man. Yeah, because you can love it and you can hate it. 
at the same time. It's like with any hobby, yeah. you know? And you Gerald get... and I, you know, a little bit of secret mystery history. Yeah. We'll call it mystery history. Gerald and I used to work on videos a lot on YouTube um, in the in the early channel days, mm -hmm. pre-partner days. And uh, it was a lot of work even then. I'm mm -hmm. sure, and I know I, I know you were there for the shoots, and then I would go back and do all the editing, but it's still a lot of work for you just yeah. being there. Yeah, it was even the shoots would be like all night. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and even then... for something that was like a three-minute yeah Skit. oh it'd be all it'd be all night and then and then as my involvement progressed a little bit i was helping to write some skits some scripts and things and mm -hmm. that'd be a little, i mean you hands down had the lion's share of the work um and it was a lot with just my little commitment so i can imagine with you i remember one of the skits i was all excited about it and i was like hey did you post it yet did you post it yet did you post it yet and it, it took a while because those things take a while sometimes yeah and you know? i was in i was in college at the time so i was like editing and then also doing that and whoo crazy yeah crazy stuff well thanks for your questions for the q a segment and thanks for joining us on another digitally distracted show it's been fun yeah life before the internet though a lot of early internet experiences yeah what it ended up being but if you want to get involved, if you want to ask some questions for the Q&A, or if you want to suggest topics for future episodes... Always open. Though we seem to be creating our own topics. Yeah. We're, we're never going to run out no. at this point. No. But if you want to get involved, use the hashtag DigitallyDistracted on Twitter, and I will try and find your messages. Or you can join the Game Dave Discord server, or be an intense, digitally distracted boy or girl. You can... Support us on Patreon. So many options. So many options. We will see you on the next one. And thanks for getting digitally distracted with us. I am Game Dave. I'm Gerald. Bye. <laughs>